0: Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Conzo. <laughs> I'm John.
1: I'm still not Kathy. And
0: it's still not Kathy over there, uh, guys. Welcome to episode 225. We are going to be doing some ranting, some talking uh, about some stuff that happened at San Diego Comic Con. Uh, also, uh, John has a very good rant on um, uh, TSR. Oh, two rants. One about TSR and the D and D movie uh and um jim is going to be talking about freehanding, and we'll get to that when we get to the time so before we do that let's get to the business we want to thank parabellum wargames for being an awesome sponsor make sure you check out our link to them you get 10 percent off your order uh it does come back and help us out any way possible uh we want to thank turbo dork we will be giving away a gift certificate we'll probably do that next week uh, another $50 gift, gift to give it to Dork. So if you've used their products and you like them, let us know. They're an awesome group of people. They make really good color shift paints and metallic paints. We want to thank Midnight Heroes for uh, supporting us. They also gave us a discount code. Uh, and right now there's a good summer sale going on, and quite a few models are on sale. And they've got some paint sets, and you can get some um, cool things by using our discount code. Uh, we want to thank uh, Mini Masterworks for supporting us and giving us some really cool stuff and also giving us a discount code too that you can use on your uh on their store and get the awesome paint shaker um last but not least we want to thank muse on minis for hosting our files and getting it out there to the masses and getting it for everybody to see and hear helps us out a ton and if you like their stuff guess what guess what john chicken butt Chicken butt. We have a discount code to them too, and you can get 10% off your order too. <laughs> and you can go and check that out more than dice, all one word. Um. So I don't know if we have any shout outs this week, do we, John?
2: I don't remember any, but uh, I mean, if anyone's here for the preamble, you know how my week was, which is why I'm <laughs> eating this uh, bar because I need to get something solid in my stomach because that may have been a tactical error. <laughs>
0: So, um, besides, uh, shout out to all of our friends and family members, uh, that are being safe and keeping it safe. We hope to see you anytime, anywhere, any place. If at any time you need someone to talk to, don't hesitate, reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. We'll come hang out, talk to you, do whatever we can, um, type thing. Uh, make sure you're staying hydrated. It is too fucking hot to be outside and if you have to be outside make sure that you're staying hydrated
2: um, find some shade and pace yourself yes
0: with well, that said, John, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh, well I made a uh, kind of a mule out of that uh, Jack Daniels uh, Tennessee fire whiskey okay so we'll, we'll see how that goes I, I, <laughs> it, I've had it a couple times, it's very interesting I'm not sure if I like it, but it's interesting okay, Jim, what are you drinking tonight?
1: So tonight it's blackberry ginger ale with that new spiced rum. And it's oh. definitely different than the cranberry ginger ale, but I think it's still still acceptable. I might have to try five or six more glasses tonight just to make sure. <laughs> Out of the feeling.
0: Well, I, I, I'm, I'm doing the awesome thing today. i talking about hydrating. I am drinking water. I've uh, been a little hydrated dehydrated these uh, last few days. And so I'm like, it's time to put that water back in the system. Um, so, guys, like we said, please take care of yourself. Please look after each other. Please look after everybody else. Please stand up and say something when you see something wrong. Uh, and if you need anything, do not hesitate to reach out. We will hang out with you. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Mm. Holy shit. No, no metal taste. You know, you can tell that it's filtered. Maybe a hint of fluoride in it.
2: So, uh, when's I... everyone getting their loot bags? What loot bags? Do look at the description? Uh, didn't see it. Mediocre Bank Warrior Sunday? More loot bags? Oh. <laughs>
0: I have no clue. I'm trying to catch up on the chat. That's most of the chat, me and Mal. Oh. I haven't put up John's new one, by the way. I gotta put your new ones up there. Um so guys, we are actually um John has to keep it within under five F bombs. Ha! That's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> under five F bombs. Uh recently a article came out and um you know us, it's, we're accepting It's of not everybody. an article.
2: It's it's an actual playtester who's who's sending all the information because Correct. It's bullshit.
0: Yeah. Uh, Y'all know us. We're very accepting of everybody. You know, no hate, et cetera, et cetera, type thing. Always uh, friendly on all that aspects. And this kind of, when I saw this, I was like, nah, this has got to be someone fucking with us. It's got to be like an onion article or, you know, someone's, you know, doing it. And it's not. And it, it pissed us off. So, um, and this is a heavy, a heavy thing. And, uh, it fucked these people. Plain and simple. This is, uh, I'll John, I'll let you go ahead and go. Uh, you do have a limit of five F bombs.
2: I, yeah, I can't guarantee that. (laughs) So there is a new company called TSR, um, who is doing uh, a lot of old games, uh, you know, back, they're doing a new playtest of, uh, star frontiers, a revamp of those rules. I love star frontiers. It's the first game I bought with my own money. So it's near and dear to my heart. Uh, and the gentleman leaked their playtest document and, uh, it is pretty blatantly and specifically racist. It's pretty fucking terrible. Oh, and it's, it's um, bad, bad racist. But we'll start at the low end. The low end, it actually says, like, uh, you know, like real life, all races are not equal. Some are just better than others. That's an actual statement in the playtest document. And then you go and read the races, and there's a Nordic race, which is, you know, sure, whatever. But then a subrace that is Negro that uh, apparently has a limit to how intelligent they can be. And that is some fuckery of the highest level. I, I'm not down with that. That is stupid and no. hateful and has no place in this fucking hobby. No. Are you keeping track of the number? No. Two, I, I'll have... Oh, okay, Jim's I doing love it. love you, Jim. <laughs> so, like, I saw that and I'm like... Th- like, I'm like, this can't be real. But then multiple sources. So this uh, you confirmed it. this is a real thing, a real document they've put out. It's just fucking terrible. Yeah, uh, you, we can't let this kind of thing go. Uh, it's so bad that Drive DriveThruRPG has taken down all the rest of their uh, <laughs> of their products so they can't actually sell anything. Uh, they're backpedaling and it's it's not good, and then you go on to the rest of it. And they, there's a thing about the theology skill, where it says like it even lets you understand, uh, you know, something about you know, esoteric religions and, and uh, things such as the Masons, uh Antifa and Black Lives Matter, wokeism. Like, really? Yeah, wokeism. Wokeism. It's it's. I would like to say in this day and age it's, it's unbelievable but it's actually unfortunately all too believable. I it's just disappointing. Um, this is one of Gygax's sons. So I'm not going to use a name cuz I'm not 100% sure it's the one. It's the racist one. The other ones, you know, maybe not too much better but he's at least quiet about it and I'm okay. You know, quiet about your beliefs means I don't have to hear him and that's what you believe behind your own doors is fine. But this kind of stuff's terrible. I obviously will not be supporting them in any way, shape, or form. Nope. They are the opposite of a company that I want to uh, support. I mean, it's gotten so far that I don't support certain parts of other companies because they have people who are working for them who are just terrible human beings. Yep. I don't know we're cancel culture this, cancel culture that. Well, you know what? It's not cancel culture. It's fucking consequence culture. Uh, You know, you fuck around, you find out. That's all five, by the way, now. But it's just the way it has to be, you know. We we have to hold them accountable for what they're uh, what they're doing, you know. And they may not like it, and people may not like it, but they're the ones who 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 chose this path. They get to walk it, and it's just terrible. Well, yeah. On top of that, they also have a hit list. Their hit list, yes, the people who are quote unquote woke. It's, it's terrible. Like, I don't... The reason we're not sharing Twitter's is because nobody reads this stuff. Like, it's... It, forget these people.
0: Yeah, these people I don't want to deal trash.
2: with them. They're trash, and they need to go away. It's bad enough that the original gamers, the ones who were there with the videos, like, how to, quote-unquote, win at Dungeons & Dragons are like, hey, hey, we're not associated with these guys at all. Those guys are crazy. <laughs> and, and with the people I normally... Block and mute are like, oh no, we're not associated with somebody. You know they're bad. So it's just don't don't stand up for it. If you have, if there's a game out there that you like, uh, if they're being blatant like that, you can't you can't support them. No, no matter how much you like it, there's other games out there. If you're playing a role-playing game and they're doing stuff like that, you know what? Come find me. We'll run an online game of the same. Game. Of the same type, I, I can convert it and we can, we can do it without them. Yeah. So there you go. So, and Jim, you missed too. There, two. There, there, No, no, there were five. I dropped, I, I kept track after you let me know too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and so plain and simple, we don't tolerate eight. No, 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 nah, at all. Be um, so another thing happened this week. Uh, San Diego Comic Con, and we're going to do a an a early review of a trailer. Okay. Uh, oh, you want them all out in the beginning? Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Sir. Because I, I want Jim to have his time to shine, and I don't. I don't want you to, you know. Oh, and no, I, and no, I want I you want to it. get get yours out. Uh, San Diego Comic Con released the new D and D trailer, which John showed it to me, and I was like, oh, it kind of reminds me of like if Guardians Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy made a fantasy show, type thing. Kinda of feels fair, that way. Fair assessment. Yeah. Did I think it was bad? No, it looked like it was gonna be a fun show. And then of course it hit the airwaves and <sighs> people went All off.
2: Right. All right, look, fuckers. <laughs> Do not get your panties in a bunch because a fucking movie doesn't conform to your actual thoughts of D and D rules. It's a fucking movie. It doesn't have to follow your fucking rules <laughs> at all. Not even a little.
0: Xander's Jesus, got your case.
2: <laughs> Jesus H. Crisis. So here's the thing. So what? what Who people... cares if if a druid can't turn into an owlbear It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking live a little, you goddamn cocksuckers.
0: But I then they were also complaining that um she's not a real tiefling because she's not blue or black or whatever and i was like you know they can look Again, like any skin color
2: anyway oh fuck yourself it's okay jesus christ how could you get so ranty about i mean i'm getting ranty about you getting ranty but about that it's it doesn't matter well, here's
0: you know, what's interesting about the whole thing. Someone made this comment goes, I've never seen so many people bitch about having a white woman in a role.
2: <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You guys... It, it, man, is, it is not... not it's Mantis-ers. not anyone probably listening to this. Yeah. Those people are, are, are giving us a bad name. Yes. Like, all the good, and it is good, that uh, Critical Role... Dimension 20 and all the rest of the guys that their live plays are giving us Stranger Things, all that positivity is being undone by these goddamn grognards and neckbeards and just fucking gatekeepers. Hey, take your gatekeeping and shove it up your ass. It doesn't belong here. No. Welcome these people. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter <laughs> if the rules. Let me tell you a secret. I'm going to review the D&D movie, and let me tell you, it didn't fucking follow the rules either.
0: Uh, You know what's interesting about this whole thing? Is this is the first time I've seen a black dragon spew acid and not fire.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I was
0: like, damn. This looks like, like I said, it reminds me of like if Tim Gunn would have directed it and made this, you know, a fair Guardians of the Galaxy fantasy version. Uh, James Gunn.
2: James Gunn, sorry. Um, um, it it does, but you know, I made the joke of so. Here's the thing: I, I'll make the joke first, and then I'll go to serious. The joke is, yeah, you know, yeah, but Chris Pine is great greater than Chris Pratt, and I will take uh, Michelle Rodriguez Barbarian over Gamora in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie any day of the week. <laughs> it, it looked like a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. And it here's the thing: it looked is, like it was fun. You, you, people call it a Guardians of the Galaxy style, but that style was around yeah. long before that. Guardians of the Galaxy just did it really well. Correct. So I, I'm I'm all in on it. It looks like it's going to be a hoot. It cannot be worse than the original movie. You just fucking trust me on that. We'll talk about that in the media section. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yes. Um, it does look like it follows some of the rules of, you know, whatever. But for the most part, it just looks like it's going to be a good time. And I'm all for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think it's
2: like Oscar-worthy? Um, you know, Lord of the Rings. Fuck no. No, I don't expect it to be that that like that. I'm not. It doesn't even need to be. You know what? No. It just needs to be good because be uh, I've entertaining. About this. Every time fantasy comes about, you know, someone shits the bed, makes a terrible movie, and then everyone's like, "Oh, fantasy sucks," and then you don't get any fantasy stuff for a while. Yeah. Oh, Legionnaires! I did more than bring it up. I fucking watched it. So. There be... you go. There's two rants out of the way early. Uh, I can sober up now, and <laughs> Jim can talk about freehanding,
0: and he'll be talking about the uh, One Ring trailer, because we—that'll uh, be
2: in the media section too. Yes.
0: Yeah, we'll be talking about that in the media section because the uh, second full-length trailer, slash whatever you want to call it, um, came teaser really. Teaser. Oh, well,
2: no, it's full trailer really. Yeah, yeah. It comes out in September, so it's got to be a full trailer. Jesus. Yeah.
0: But uh, there was a lot of teasers and stuff that happened at San Diego Comic Con. Some cool stuff. So I'm like, eh.
2: Yeah. Most thing. of the stuff we'll cover in media, just because that's where it should be covered.
0: Yeah. So, but we wanted to get those rants out, guys. Enough of the gatekeeping, because yeah. someone even made a post uh, on the thing. Goes, this movie's going to bring out people that are going to want to play D and D that style. Let them
2: fucking do it. I, I I've actually thought about getting D and D books, so I'm ready because you know maybe people want to play yeah you know and and if this brings them to the hobby that's awesome yeah let them play so all right
0: jim we're going to switch over to your camera
2: hey magna paints hey megan, paints.
1: Hey, megan how you doing and land dress too didn't get a chance to shout out land dress there so i'm actually working on a 3d printed miniature here this is a little bit newer than this one right here that goes back to about 2003 speaking the lord of the rings so an all metal dull amroth figure and mm. uh, but originally i had done this one right here this was a prince emery hill conversion and i had seen a, a picture of somebody that had done horse barding with sort of this uh kind of almost like it was stitched or inlay stitching or whatever and i thought that was really neat most of the freehand that i usually do is stuff like this very identifiable patterns like this stuff here on the banners, and it doesn't really matter what the genre. Uh-oh. The freehand mm-hmm. here on the, the Ukraine Marines, well, that gave it a very strong theme. I know it's pretty obvious what these guys were all about, with uh, the flower maidens, the snake island flag right there, <laughs> and uh, this love of Ukraine symbol. And that Well, here, we're doing some of this. That's what's going to be happening here, some of that sort of filigree type work. I like to use freehand just to really c- uh, carry a theme. So here we've got a few examples right here. doesn't have to be on the miniature. Sometimes it can be on the base. So right here, this is the exact same style of base. It's a piece of cork with a piece of sculpey on top. Three very different freehand designs. Three very different themes. Even though it's literally the exact same type of a base. Mm-hmm. So freehand, it, it can really just distinguish your army now let me see if I can grab these over here without creating, well here's a, Well, this is part of my new army painting series right here, well Lannisters and well this is yeah, the Lannister lion and this is kind of the theme that you see on the card art right here and I have done this on dozens and dozens and dozens of Lannisters so it shows that yes you can do freehand across an entire army it's the same thing with my Easterlings here a very distinct design pattern that I created just for them, which obviously very different from Dole Amroth. Now, here, even in the same army, let me see if I can snag these guys right here again without destroying too many things. There we go. These are my... And here we go. This is my uh, army here. Oh, let's see. Where's my purple guys? Well, we actually have three different themes for this here. Got two of them my Candish army. I literally wanted a a We Three Kings because they don't have any named heroes. They just have kings and chieftains. And I thought these guys would have, obviously, maybe more than one king, right? So here is a very different freehand design. Kind of distinguishes one faction of this army from another. And there's a third one with a whole different symbol. And that's been really a blast. Now, people will say, well, geez, I don't know how to do freehand. It's too hard, this, that, and the other. Well, there is kind of an easier way of trying to tackle that. You take a pencil, you take a piece of paper, and you draw out, well, there you go. So there's that on the shoulder pad right there. I just drew this out a few times first. I suggest you draw it out normal size, then maybe try and draw it. You basically take the shoulder pad, you shrink it down, and then you try and draw it at that size. Maybe even paint it at that size. Before you try doing it on the miniature, do it here first kind of create that muscle memory and here that uh legion number whatever right there on the on the knee pad did it a couple of times and pencil first just to again try and identify okay is this going to work there's been times where i drew out a free hand for a banner looked fantastic here went to stick it on the banner and went that ain't going to work because banners have folds That you know this piece of paper is flat this has folds sometimes uh, your design is not going to work as well once it's hit something like this like even here uh, this is a little bit more of an open design so it's a bit easier to do this kind of stuff this one's got some folds in it some undulation so that might be a little bit more tricksy okay and uh, now of course the oils help make freehand much easier and here's another example this is uh, also on my youtube channel the nice thing about the oils is there was a point where parts of the design were just too big you know this guy were 20 percent bigger the design would have been perfect it wasn't so i said you know what i'm gonna take my brush and i'm just gonna wipe this away so i think when people are doing the acrylic stuff they'll do all the skin tones and then they'll go to put the freehand over the top and they're scared because they'll mess it up just like with the remember object source lighting last week i don't want to do object source lighting i'll mess it up well here if, you, if you're doing it with the oils you literally just grab i don't know a makeup sponge and just go whoosh, wipe it away people have seen me on streams wiping away the same freehand design two three four times here's an example right here so this pattern looked okay on this it looked terrible going this way so i just took my brushes i wiped it away i did a whole different pattern the horsey over here i had to move him back like three times his head started out almost like over here and I just moved him back, moved him back, and then he fit on that banner very nicely. But, again, you could take a piece of paper, draw it out just to kind of, again, get the flavor of it, and then maybe even bend it a little bit and go, oh, my gosh. Um, where he is, there's there's a fold there that makes it just not make sense. Let me see if I can find uh, – yeah, okay. There were some of these that ended up being Headless Lions, because this fold literally cut off the head <laughs> and i well you know song of ice and fire there's like three poses or four poses three of each so there's three guys with cloaks that I, and as, as i was filming the video i just said they have their headless lions you can't see them you got something like this right a pattern like that well you can't just continue this line across this you can see how it see how it's interrupted right here that's just, I know it's hard for people to kind of wrap their head around it. That's why, again, I just kind of suggest maybe some practicing or let me see if I can get a pencil here. There's a pencil. So you've got your folds like this. And let's see, the The cloak kind of works this way a little bit. Well, you can't just do this, right? can't just do that. You've got to break that up. And you have to say, okay, this part of the design goes here. It goes down here. And then it goes here also. It's got to follow the direction of the fold. We'll just do something like this also, too. People say, man, you got these super complex freehand designs. Seriously? This is literally the same type of design just repeated over and over. It's a swirl. These are swirls with pointy things. These are literally the same swirls with no pointy things. Uh, these are circles, <laughs> It's literally just a circle with a dot inside. So you don't end this. What is it? It's one line, two lines, three lines. There's some triangles up here. There's a diamond there and a couple other straight lines. It's that easy. So here we'll just we'll do some of that, and we'll just kind of mimic that same pattern. right? So here the, it disappears. We have the little parentheses. There's our dot. And here we'll do the same thing. All right? Now, you could try and continue this pen, or you just say, you know what? I'm going to say the heck with it. I'm going to put the easiest part of the design right square in the middle here so I don't have to screw in, what, half of a design. I'm going to do the same thing right over here. I'm going to put that same part of the design over here, and then I'll just top it off with another line. Oh, look, that's really difficult. That took all of, like, 30 seconds to do that. So combining a bunch of simple elements together to make something that's more complex uh, get like this. I just put a bunch of eyeballs. Every single base had a slightly different version of that eye design. All this is, it's sort of like a dragon scale design. And it's, it's the same pattern I use when I'm drawing out things like slate floors on pieces of foam. So that was nothing more than, oh look, a bigger scale A smaller one, an even smaller one. And then uh, you could do this, uh, say, like uh, for salamander space marines or something. And that's all it takes. It's just a bunch of uneven blobs. That's it. You could very easily put that on any type of a miniature. We use that. Right here. It was the exact same concept. What I just did here, and we did this on a stream... I took brown paint, I slapped it on here, and then I took a brush a little bit later, and you can see I kind of softened up some of the edges of those, so some of them disappear. It was nothing but this. It looks super complex. Uh, I ain't no genius. I ain't into complex. This right here I can handle. Simple little blobs, maybe cut down some of the edges. That I can handle. And I use this for dragon scales. I'm pretty sure I got a troll over here that's got the same deal on him. Uh, Yep. Right there, same exact idea. Yep, see it right there on his legs? It was the same exact thing. I literally take the same design and use it over and over and over again. Somewhere around here, I think I've got something that we were working on on stream, and it was just a quickie little freehand on a building somewhere. Let me see if I can find that. If I can't, well, we'll just think of something else. But it was a very simple, basic pattern of like this and actually here we'll just do this so we want a celtic knot work pattern if this is really difficult you brace yourselves this is going to be super difficult yeah that's uh that's really difficult knot work there and you could expand on it you could make it round or you could make it more like this with some kind of pointed edges on it Something like that. So here we've got very much a round version. And here you've got a version. If you want something that looks a little bit more evil, you know, maybe a little bit more like dark elf or something like that. Here's a more pointed design. This maybe a little more elfish, something good guy or whatever. Maybe something that's got rounded edges. Or you could do something like this. Make it a little bit fancier. Then in here maybe we put something like a gemstone in there something like that so now you got a gemstone inside your not work this this was very taxing wasn't it that was so insanely difficult i mean you could you could literally put anything you wanted inside there it doesn't <laughs> matter I it's actually
2: it uh, a lot of the ways like your 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 spots is a lot of the same way you do camouflage for things
1: it really is yeah it, it really is and then you can do let me see if we've got uh, something else here that has a very simple version of that okay all it is is an x right it's just well, more like a tic-tac-toe board all i did was i drew out these edges oh look i put some swirls on the end of this and i said oh, i need something up here i just put a little bit of a triangle type shape there oh it was inspired by this stuff so there's a lot of times where i will look at a miniature and it'll have a design on it already and I just I'll just take that design, because I saw it over here. Sometimes I'll just take whatever I see on the miniature and then try and put that somewhere else. And it, it adds so much. Now this one's a little more uh, complex right here. So this is all oh, it is is a little bit of a swirl, but you can see I put those points on the end of it. it looks kind of similar, doesn't it, to that, except here You can see all I did was I changed it around, and you can see there's, like, some interior thing. This has nothing in the interior. just solid. So where that red is solid over here, I broke it up, and I actually let that be more open. Otherwise, it's basically the same type of design, Mm -hmm. but it looks really different. I've even taken the same design and done it almost very angular and square on orcs, and it it looks really neat. It looks like a totally different pattern, but it's really not. It really is not, and here again, just a little something on the face there. Oh, again, another simple tattoo thing right there. So you don't have to kill yourself. You really don't have to go absolutely berserk on that. Now this, this is a little more complex right here. And the video, I actually drew this out a few times and actually did a little bit of shading on it because I wasn't sure if this design was going to work on my bases, but I ended up doing some kind of an eye, a fish eye, sort of thing on all of the bases because I I tried it on one and I liked it so much, I could have repeated it here. Obviously I would have maybe uh, done a little tiny drawing of it just to see if it reads because sometimes what looks good at this size, not going to look good at shoulder pad size and I think that's maybe another area where people kind of get tripped up or something like that, where they go to do, uh, let's see, here's another version of that so obviously this is so big i had the luxury of actually putting some script in there if this were oh i don't know let's see where's one of our acolytes that's a little bit difficult over here maybe not such a great idea so i said you know what i'm gonna do i just put this little thing right here see that's like a little eye of sauron there like a tattoo with some dragons and then And then a few little bits of scrolly something in there. Nowhere near as elaborate as this, because it's just too darn small. Give it a suggestion. Sometimes the suggestion of freehand is more than enough to impress somebody. Especially Mm -hmm. if it's part (laughs) of an army. Uh, You don't have to, again, necessarily kill yourself. Right? When, mm, who knows? Are they really going to take the time to look at all of that work that you put into it? Yeah. are they really going to do that?
2: Yeah, I learned that doing epic scale models where just the, the idea, the suggestion that there's something more there, their mind will fill it in for them and it just, just adds to the model.
1: So here we go. Here's a couple of other ones. The shield design kind of dictated what I could do. This one was nice and open. There was literally nothing on there. So I could go nice and big with my design. Here, not so much. And these were some 3D prints from a uh, uh, German sculptor. And okay, I just say you know a little isle sound run, but it, it kinda carries the theme. You see that little bit of scroll work around the outside, just enough blue to kind of carry that Easterling Dragon Knight theme. That again it's it's one way to really help your whole army have a theme. Now here we get some done lendings. Okay, that remember the big old ogre? This is pretty much the same design as him. It's just a little bit less angular and it's simplified. Why? Because this guy's freaking tiny. The other guy is freaking huge. So I didn't want to kill myself doing that. Oh, look, here's another. Cookie tat. It's a swirl. Literally, that's it's a curly Q and nothing else with a little mm-hmm. bit of a flourish at the end of it. People look at that. Oh, look at that nifty tattoo. How long did that take? I don't know, about 30 seconds? That's it. And it just the easiest to reach spot on his arm little bit of freehand here on the shield it's just a simple little kind of a crow type of a thing because they're done landings they're really not supposed to be uh they're not known for their artistry to say the least (laughs) so i had to make sure that that pattern was simple enough and not too complex i'm gonna look and see if i got anything else here that also has some freehand designs on it yeah here we go simple as can be it's a line that goes this way and two lines that go this way and they kind of intersect. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I got the idea from all this. So I looked at the shield and I said, "There's all this crisscrossing stuff. Instead of kill, look at all these folds. Yeah. Talk about a nightmarish surface to try and get freehand over." Mm-hmm. I said, "All right, if I can have this recognizable, because your eye looks at this, and then when it sees this, it just had to be enough of a suggestion. It's like you're, it's like you're doing a con artist, and somebody." They see all of this crisscrossy stuff. They see this. That's enough to convince them that it is a crisscross pattern, Mm -hmm. even though in most cases you don't really see much of the pattern because it's going down inside all of these undulations. Sometimes, you know, now I've kind of learned to use the undulations as a bit of a cheat. Like here, uh, again, same pattern, but most of it's hidden in the folds. Just enough there. To be recognizable compared to the pattern that's already on the shield. I didn't do that. That's that's basically baked into that shield. I just said, you know what, I'll just mimic that in some way, shape, or form. So because a lot of times people say, Well, I don't have an idea. I, I don't know I don't know what to do for my freehand. There's so much sculpted in stuff on miniatures these days. Just mimic it. Okay, look, this is here and here. I use the miniature to let me know, okay you know what, maybe I should just do this, because there's nothing but eyeballs everywhere all over this thing. There's eyeballs here. Oh, I'll just put them on the base. I'll put them on the cloak. Why not? They're already everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Now, the Harad stuff got a little bit more (laughs) complicated uh, because we have little eyes of Sauron here. I wanted this to obviously have kind of an Arabic type of look with all the geometric shapes. Trying to do this so that I could do it dozens and dozens of times that's where the challenge was the design itself wasn't super hard doing this not only on the infantry but also finding somewhere to do it on these guys that don't have cloaks on them and then of course on several different types of horsies figuring out okay where can i do that pattern on this guy so just trying to find the same the places to do that same design can get interesting get a little bit interesting at times. I think we have another one right here. Yeah, so, again, here's a whole different writer. So this is a standard GW fig. Had to figure out, okay, how can I take this design and get it onto this guy, too? So trying to carry that design through a whole army uh, can get a little bit challenging, but it, it's worth it. Right? Yeah, it's worth it looking it into that, that
2: to make it easy enough to, to uh, repeat. Um and another good idea is to look at coat of arms, just ancient coat of arms. They made those simple so they could repeat them. So look at some of those. Some of those are super duper simple.
1: I wish I had more of my uh dull amroth guys, but yeah, you have got well see here, this design right here. That was a little bit more complex, I have to just say. Just a little bit more complex. <laughs> a little bit more complex. But I did this also on the horses barding as well. I don't know if I have the horsey somewhere. But, yeah, this was uh, an interesting design, to say the least, especially when it's got to be shaded. It's got to be shaded wherever the, the folds are, too. So that made it kind of interesting, too. Um, now, let me see. Well, we've got imperial uh, fist right here. Very simple symbols, okay? I pop this on there. Do the white. I, I drew that out a couple times first just to see, okay, you know how big should – this part of the uh, hand be the, the fingers so that it's all going to fit inside that little circle uh, i think this was fairly simple not not too much in the way of difficulty there We got a dark angel somewhere around here i think there he is yeah so this one here i drew it out a couple of times just to see how big should the wings be in relation to that sword sticking through the number was easy enough but I get people kind of they get really nervous about the freehand stuff I hate decals I'm the guy that said the heck with this and freehanded every single marking on a stuka and also a a dauntless dive bomber I did eight different you know the the typical star in the circle symbols freehand because it was easier to me than doing the stupid decals I despise decals (laughs) very very much so and again, here, the same thing on that shoulder pad to make that fit in there. I had to maybe make some modifications to it. The oils make that easy enough. Uh, the purity seals, sometimes I like to have a little bit of something like this right here. So you'll have something like this, and then you'll have your, usually, something like a T or an S or an A and then we can put some filigree type things in here and then you can have your text like this and it's a simple enough thing you could even you know put a little bit of a border on this fantastic for purity seals uh, scrolls some magic user with a scroll that's holding it out in front of them or whatever well there you go it's kind of like an illuminated manuscript I would suggest going to doing the Googles, right. And looking up things like this, look up a book of cows or whatever. You could probably find some really interesting ideas right there. Now, just let me know if I'm starting to cut into the media time. <laughs> no, You're fine. I don't want to do that.
2: No, uh, I don't know what you're doing, Gonzo, that, you, you, put that crap back on. You've gotten three already.
0: I only saw the, the two. There were, there were three. Worthless. You're worthless. I need a sound one that goes off. Uh, so can you show us some of the patterns on that model that you're working on?
1: Okay, so right here, again, all this is is just a, some simple swirls. here, right, You can see there's kind of a, a swirl next to another one, and then there's a few little branches out of that same thing here, a swirl, a swirl, and then there's sort of three, almost like leaves that emerge from that here. So instead of just a blue banner behind them, I'm gonna show you my Imrahil conversion here. So you see that image of Dol See the towers right there. I just ghosted those in with this little bit of blue in the background, create a little bit of waves right there. And here we've got this swan design, same thing we have on him. Now there's a little bit different version of that swan design. It's a little bit more direct, obviously. Well, I was just trying to mimic this. I saw that and I said, you know what? Here, let's just mimic that. Literally take this design just moved it over here there's so much of the things now that have a, a design that's freehanded on there already well like song of ice and fire miniatures the lannister stuff the, the lion is already kind of baked in and sculpted onto the figure so all you have to do is paint it i can understand why they did it they didn't want people to have to f- do freehand themselves now here let's uh, see if we can't get this stuff down on the bottom here so right down there let's take some of this indian yellow maybe a little bit of our terra rosa here and i don't mind if some of the blue actually mixes into that because that's just going to shade it a little bit so here we go let's just uh, get this started maybe a little bit of this yellow something like that there so again letting that other color just mix right in now look you can see there's the undulations that's why i wanted to get to this part right here so here we got another fold that's you really can't see what the heck's going on in there so i won't really do too much in that area all right here we got our shading now you want undulate in that area so you, you must remember the undulations okay won't do too much more that's <laughs> light so we got that darken up now we're going to start to put some of our lighter designs in here. I'm mostly uh, stick with maybe the brilliant yellow pale here and some of my Indian yellow. Obviously, doing this in oil is a little bit different than if you were going to tackle an acrylics. I would... Ugh, that Prince the Emery Hill figure took three or four times as long as this guy, and this was actually more elaborate. This was done in oils. This one had to be done in acrylics because of a time crunch. And this took four freaking ever don't want to ever have to do that again ever the other one i just did on a twitch session so here now we've got our the top of our like so you can see i don't even bother doing much in the shadow area do i okay we got another the top part of the fold here gonna get the top part of that fold same thing over here top part of the fold let it get tone down as it goes into the shadow areas now let's get to some of those circles real quick now I'm not gonna put the circle down in here in this this fold I'm gonna say you know what I'm gonna do it right here where it's the easiest to get to there's another little complication though you can see how the cloth is being yanked this way I can't just have a circle stuck right there like I just slapped a sticker on him or something I need to actually take this circle and pull it this way so let me see if I can get a piece of paper again so we've got the the folds going this way so instead of a circle like that which looks ridiculous the circle was drawn like this so it's more like an oval why because the cloak is being pulled in this direction you do this you pretty much, the the brain is like, wait a minute, the cloak's being pulled this way. How in the world are I get these perfect circles here? So th- I think this is another thing that kind of intimidates folks is when they get to stuff like this. So the more extreme, see here, look at how I'm really flattening out that disc. So instead of this, it's very flattened out like so. And that's what I'm going to have to do on this guy to make that at all believable.
2: Hey, Joe, we actually have a question about two of the busts you, uh... Uh, showed off earlier, there was the uh, Fox Lady and the Witch. Do you know who makes those? Do you remember who makes those? Uh, Those are 3D prints from Printomancer. There you go, uh, Moe's. 3D prints from Printomancer.
1: Those were both done on the Twitch channel, so you can just go over there. Every every episode is saved. Uh, It's almost like a YouTube channel. Uh, I cannot put them in any other order except, well, just leave them where they are in chronological order. But everything has... uh, basically a, a nice little picture, uh, a thumbnail. So wherever you see those busts, you can watch that episode and you'll be able to see the entire thing. Uh, apparently on Twitch, you can actually organize your videos into... You can't move them around, but you can at least slap a little bit of a label on them. So I am going to, whenever I can, when the, the new thing arrives, I'm going to try and put like a Lord of the Rings tag or a 2 d art tag on it. So at least you can kind of go, I want to see some of Jim's 2D paintings. At least it'll just show you the 30 or so episodes where we were doing that. So see how this circle here has got a little bit uh, smushed? We're doing the same thing here. We're going to take that circle, and we're going to let that get smushed just a little bit. And then it's going to just disappear. See how that's already darker there? It's in the shadow. Why not just let it be in shadow? Let me see. Now I'm going to start to... To this part of my design the little triangles wedges whatever you want to call them that go in here and then what I'll do is I'm just gonna let that set there and I'm gonna start working on some other areas I'll just do this here to these guys and then I can go back over here so how long did this take just Not a long. few seconds wasn't it but The reason it only took a few seconds is it's a bunch of circles. It's a circle with a dot and then some triangles around the outside of it. The Harad design that you saw, what is it? It's a bunch of half circles with some triangles stuck inside. Simple shapes, combine them together. You'll get something that looks like more than that. Now, this is another uh, video that's on the YouTube channel. This is nothing more than a checkerboard. What is this? but the same swirl mirrored a bunch of times. That's how it is. So this is nothing but a simple checkerboard there. And again, I looked through the inspiration from the miniature cell. I saw this, and that's what kind of gave me the idea. This, literally this pattern is what went over here. I just let the miniature tell me what design that I should do. And again, you can do the same thing for yourself. Here we've got, uh, this was a very simple cross, cross swords and a skull and half and half on the shield. Very simple design. But looks like more than it is because you got the two colors, you got the skull, and you got the cross swords. This was as simple a freehand as you could possibly do. You do this, and everybody in your army, people are like, wow, what is that? It's the same thing. You just did it over and over again. No decals required, none of that kind of stuff. So again, it's just throwing out some ideas. You don't have to do it that way. But to me, it's a lot easier than dealing with decals, which, you know, a decal goes wrong. Good luck getting rid of that. Whereas if you paint something doesn't go quite the way you want, you can just paint over it and that's it. And yeah. the, the tragedy is mostly averted.
2: Yeah, just don't but be decal- scared. I was in another guy's uh, Discord or uh, Twitch channel earlier today and he was, uh, you know, like, I don't want to paint my models. I'm a little scared I mess them up. Like, don't don't be scared. You can fix it. You can always fix it.
1: I mean, I, I can understand the nervousness, right? Uh, okay, uh, with, with the computer stuff. After 40 years of dealing with computers, I never once actually put RAM chips in anything. So I was just like, man, I hope I don't snap off something here or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was okay. But when somebody's doing something for the first time like that, I, I try to say, make it easy for yourself as well. Literally do the simplest design you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Right? Make it as easy as it can uh, give yourself some uh, some success. You know, nothing breeds confidence, like a little bit of initial success, even if it's super duper simple.
2: Get a picture reference. Picture references like you do for your freehand make all the difference because you're looking replicating something that's already there is so much easier than doing something from scratch.
1: When I did these these shields main things here you can bet i had about 20 different pictures of these Mm -hmm. because all the i didn't know how they really i I knew they had flowers on their heads that's it that was the extent of it when i actually looked through then they had the the dress patterns what necklaces some of them had earrings some of them didn't and it was it was way better off having those designs to look at than me just trying to guess it's Mm -hmm. like why the heck am i doing that
2: I had a person just jump in, and their first models were um, nagas, and she just grabbed a book with snake patterns and just started mimicking them, and it looked fucking awesome.
1: St. Michael's Cathedral. Guess what? I looked up a picture of St. Michael's Cathedral, and now this was a difficult one. I can tell you right now, this was a pain in the backside. This was very easy. It's a lot easier to stretch a pattern like that than it is to squish one. So it it wasn't until I started painting this that I said, you know what? I really wish this could have gone on this side, but I wanted the drama of all of this one visual together. I just really wish this, it would have been so much easier painting that on this side. So those are maybe another thing too, is kind of look at the way the fabric is like this. Okay, there's so many undulations on this. I might just like do a little bit of a swan head here and a couple of bits of a wing and that's it. Because otherwise, why am I drawing a bunch of stuff down in all the crevices there? that nobody's ever going to see. Try and maximize, I guess, the use of your design, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of struggling to do all this stuff in a fold that no one's ever gonna see, maybe do as much of that design, the most recognizable part. Like, oh, I don't know, here, look. Where's the swan's head? It's at the top of an undulation. Where are these wings? Where there's the least amount of folds? That the part that I want you to recognize the most has the least interference if i had done that down here well good luck seeing that right because it's a bunch of folds same yeah. thing over here that's why I've, the swan is way up here because once you get down in here this is going to get tricky uh this is even more tricky you got even more folds over there around,
0: so,
1: just just make it as easy as you can first there let me get the uh so here you can kind of see how... Now here, I had to go all the way up there because I didn't want to have to fill in too much up there. On this one, don't really have to worry about it. I actually made the swan even bigger here so it would fill up this whole area. Mm-hmm. Why? Because now all I got to do is paint the stupid swan and then, well, the area's filled up. Don't have to do anything else. So again, cheating, actually making less work for myself right there.
2: Well, I mean, when you're talking about painting and stuff like that, and no, if you're not cheating, you're not trying...
1: I'm telling, well, remember last week I and people were incredulous when I said, yeah, I do always sell on all my armies for cheating because it's that much less stuff to paint. Mm-hmm. And then as I painted those couple of done Lennings, it sure as heck worked out that way, didn't it? Because it took me how long to paint a couple of those guys? Not very long. I think we did two of them right during the course of the podcast. Yeah, you, you pretty full much had on all done. full-on object source lighting. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was even some freehand, too. So, yeah. Oh, and there was plenty of non-metallic metal. All that done. Now, here, too, I, I can take my darker color. It's not all about just adding lighter and lighter colors. I'm going to take this darker color now and start to refine some of these shapes in between the wings, in between the feathers, like that, so it. Especially with the oils, it works so well for refining your design. Because you can make, if I didn't like this at all, I can just take a sponge and go, and it's it's literally gone. It doesn't exist anymore. I think that's another thing, too, is people would be a little less maybe worried if they could do it and know that if they did like it, it would take about a half a second to make it all go away. It's like, nope, nobody will ever know that that didn't go the way I wanted it to. So here you can see that. Looks very different now with the addition of the ultramarine blue up there. Very different. All I did was just add some dark. And all of a sudden, all of our wings just (laughs) really starts to show up much better. Hey, Ninja Kitten. Uh, Yeah.
0: Mr. Wupple is on here painting.
1: Hey, Ninja Kitten. And again, I do apologize. I know people have been asking, why aren't you streaming... Between the computer stuff and some of the the, the the tests and the timing of those things, it just uh, was not physically able to do that. Even if the computer was 100%, there was no way. The last two days, normally I stream Friday and Saturdays, it just uh, wasn't going to happen, unfortunately, just with some of the chaos here. So I, uh, I've, I've just wanted to tell folks that normally see me streaming, like, what's happened? It's like, well, that's kind, that's kind of why. Uh, I love me some streaming Believe me Wish I was streaming I have a blast Because I get to paint stuff And uh, talk to people And ridicule them And judge them harshly <laughs> For no good reason Other than I can Either that or encourage folks That's that's what we really try to do On the, uh, the channel Is just make, make folks realize Ah it ain't that scary Not that nope. difficult
2: It's really not. I mean, like, you've inspired me to try and do more. I mean, I did a uh, camo scheme on a couple of Battletech mechs, and I was like, wait, you know, this is not as hard as I thought it was going to be because it's just little parts uh, here and there.
1: And I'm I'm sure, you know, you look at ones with and without, and you say, man, why wasn't I doing this all along? Because look at at how this stuff is. And then you think how it's going to look, I don't know, a few months from now, as you keep doing it more and more.
2: I think sometimes we both get scared and sometimes we get overwhelmed, or uh, I must make it look exactly like the real thing. No, you just need the impression of the real thing. Your mind's going to fill in the rest of that. Like that swan, he's just done the barest bits of stuff, and it's like, it's a swan. Absolutely, I can see that. And then we will refine it and just do little bits here or there, and it'll look great.
1: Because I'll have the reference up on screen, and I'll say, yeah, okay, the reference says this. But that reference was of a guy six feet tall. This guy is an inch and a quarter tall. so that means that means some things have to be changed. right I can't quite do everything on it. Mm-hmm. So I'll do some of it. I'll like you say, create the suggestion of it, the implication of it. and sometimes that's all it takes. You just push the uh, what is it uh, that the human brain is kind of almost geared to being lied to? Yeah. It's, we want to believe uh, confirmation bias, I think that's the new buzzword
2: yeah so I mean I learned that when I was doing uh, Black Widow for Marvel Crisis Protocol I couldn't quite get her, her hourglass thing perfect but I'm like you know what if I just do a bit and it's like bigger at the top and smaller at the bottom then smaller at the top and bigger at the bottom everyone will get the impression that it, and it just looks right even though I didn't do almost any work on it
1: yeah it would, if, it, if it's just a single competition mini in a case or something well okay upon closer review but it's an army, it's in. A, it's on the table with terrain and all this other stuff. There is no, upon further review, there's too much stuff to look at. They will just see what you wanted them to.
2: Yeah. Captain Missy, do not ever think that. I know people like to think, must paint like X or Y, right? It's not worth it. My ex-wife did that. She was going to paint models and she looked at the heavy metal models for something. She's like, why should I bother painting? I can't do that. And I'm like, you're missing the fucking point. You can do that. And if you keep trying, you can do that all the way. (laughs) Uh, It's good to hear, Mizzy, that you're joking. But I mean, that's an important note for everyone. You get intimidated by what other people can do. Don't be inspired. You don't, I mean, he's been doing this for forever. He's been doing this for years and years and years and years. You're not going to be as good starting off. Just try and get better when you paint stuff.
1: When I think of how it was when we first got started, oh, and I, I'd been doing 2D art for 20 years before I ever painted a single miniature, and it was it was square one. It was it was not even at square one. I didn't even know what static grass was. I had no clue. Shading?
2: We'd, I just got the colors in the right place, son. It's good enough.
1: <laughs> we, we just did the stuff that people told us we were supposed to do. We had no clue. It took years to figure out anything beyond that and then it was not until maybe 2006 or so that we really started to have a definitive thing that was really all our own mm-hmm. it just it took a while of developing that i didn't even start i didn't even think of using the oils for miniatures until what six years ago i could have been using them this whole darn time it never even occurred to me that's because and everyone of course, just
2: used acrylics and you're like everyone used acrylics acrylics must be what we use
1: that and, and, and this is a person who loved painting and always never got a chance to do it anymore. And now I get the chance to paint with the oils all the time. Just never even popped into my head that it was possible. Don't know why. Well, I, there's the conventional wisdom, which is really stupid. There's nothing dumber than conventional wisdom.
2: Mm-hmm. Always question and innovate. That's that's how we get ahead. That's that's how non-metallic metals metal started coming about. People are like, why should I keep using this metallic? I can make it look like this with other colors. Do it. Job's a good one. Yeah,
1: and that, it. well, that's when I, then all of a sudden it kind of It started going the opposite direction, right? Uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that, the what was metallics and non metallic were so different from each other. I said, well, maybe not. Maybe not. So when we took this bust, split him right down the middle, and half of him is in non metallic, the other half is in true metallic. Because what makes one work is the same thing that makes the others work reflections color reflections the edges right if you don't have the sharp edges you got nothing you got the reflected light in here doesn't matter which one it is you've got to have those things and i used to never get a chance to paint the true metallic stuff not because i didn't want to it was well all the folks paying us to paint miniatures for reasons of photography or just plain matching existing stuff they said no it's got to be non-metallic metals we would have been painting the num the true metallic stuff years ago it's just no one let me it wasn't until i started doing the twitch stuff that i finally got a chance to do that and man i was so glad because it gave me a chance to really show folks that yeah they're they're kind of the same thing they're really not that different now here i'm getting back into say i let this set for a little bit we're starting to kind of redefine a little bit our our little circles there. Trying to refine those guys. Then our little, uh, little angled pieces that are over here. And again, oh it's, oh, it's after 8. I don't know if you want to do your media session now. Oh, I'm not even paying attention
0: because I'm listening to you and I'm painting. I'm painting little fitty fire tokens. Look at these. I
2: can't, they're upside down.
0: Well, I'm at, I primed them red, and then I'm painting the top of them orange and yellow. Dry brush them orange and yellow. Let's go and go over the media section because we got quite a bit of stuff to talk about. Like eight hundred seventy-five things because John's like that. Ooh, gym screen is a wonky do. Hmm. Huh?
1: Now, my EKG, my EKG patterns don't show anything wonky, so it should be okay. No, it was. It was
0: it's a Skype. <laughs> what? Resizing issue.
2: No. Not of. Skype. Skype's God. perfect in every. I can't even continue that bullshit. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> so, this last week, like I said, was San Diego Comic Con. They released a ton of trailers. Uh, to come too many,
2: out. actually. I'm going to say too many.
0: <laughs> it was quite a bit. I mean. But the DC had Shazam.
2: No one cares. It's DC. Yeah. I mean, although Shazam was a fun movie. Not going to lie. Uh, no one cares. It's DC. Yeah. But they also announced that they're doing a sequel to Man of Steel, which is the fucking stupidest thing they could fucking do. Yeah. Great. You're going to take a shit Superman movie and you're going to make a sequel to it and you're just going to ignite all the Restore the Snyderverse fuckheads into their, their blathering idiocy on the internet. Great, that's what I wanted to see. Thanks, DC.
0: Well, what's interesting is they went back and checked a lot of the people that were doing the, you know, the Snyderverse. Oh, was, I heard that.
2: There was a lot of bots. Yeah. Yep.
0: There's a lot of bots that were
2: doing it, so I was like, oh. This is it. The, the 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 Snyder Justice League was not horrific; it was mediocre. Yep. The extended version was long and mediocre. But those people who are loving, like, they're people who, like, they're just my top ten super movies. They have, like, fucking Man of Steel and Justice League in their top, t- Snyder version, of course, in their top ten superhero movies of all times. So I'm like, like, I'm are sorry, there's not a DC movie that necessarily rates in those. Sorry. If you're going to put a DC movie in there, the original Batman or one of the Nolan Batmans, I'll give you a pass on that. But, fuck, J- Justice League? No, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. Uh, but I don't want your opinion on movies anymore.
0: Um, one of the announcements I did like was that we are going to get some more Avatar The Last Airbender. They are giving us uh, the adult versions where they're young adults, which I'm like, cool, because it's done by the original crew. And I'm like, cool. cool. Avatar is one of the greatest, you know, cartoons. And I can't wait. I'm ready for that, 100% behind that. Uh, One of the big ones that dropped, and we all uh, watched it, was the newest Lord of the Rings Ring of Power trailer. And Mm -hmm. we had talked about this before last week, because Jim and I were talking about this is a whole new territory of we don't know, you know, of the characters. And so it's going to be interesting to see because jim i'll let you go with it you you're 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 now really heavily into the lore (laughs) (laughs) now of lord of the rings and this time period because this time period we actually got an idea of what the story is going to be about
1: really yeah i know some of us a little bit concerned because they're compressing things they're taking first age stuff and second age stuff uh some events that actually took hundreds if not thousands of years to take place. And they're kind of crowding those together into a five season show. And it's a little bit worrisome. Not quite sure how that's going to go. Um, obviously the not Hobbit Hobbits. Uh, now, now part of it is the actor that they have playing the lead Hobbit is a guy that I, he's an English actor. And what uh, oh, was like, Oh, a chef. The guy's like six foot six and he's playing a <laughs> Hobbit. So that just, just, just there's the mental image of that is thing. Now, I'm guessing what most people were probably talking about is the thing that happened at the very end of the trailer. And we can do spoilers on trailers, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 The trailer. Yeah, so, it's a trailer. So the wingless Balrog that looked just like the Peter Jackson Balrog, minus the wings. hmm So are we going to have the army of Balrogs attacking the secret city of Gondolin? Are we going to have that? Or is it just going to be the Balrog screwing around in the basement of Moria somewhere? I mean, how is this going to work? Because there was a army of Balrogs. Was it seven or was it a hundred? Because he said both. Also, you had I'm just going to call him Voldatar. <clears throat> because you had somebody that looked like Voldemort, but he's probably supposed to be Anatar, which would be Sauron in his fair form. Mm-hmm, and they're mm-hmm. like if that's his fair form and everybody's fooled by that that's that's a little bit like the proverbial guy with the curly mustache and the cape and the hat yeah. and a knife <laughs> and you just like let him into your house and say dude what's up man it's like okay you deserve whatever you get letting this guy into your house so that was a little bit of a concern people were happy to see that the orcs actually were kind of covered up because orcs of the First and second age were totally baked by sunlight. They couldn't function. So people did like to see that. Like, okay, they're kind of, it was a little bit of this, ooh, that's a really attention to detail. And then there was this, oh my gosh, why did they just take the detail and whiz all over it? So like everything else, it's kind of a, mm, is this going to be okay? Um, uh, some of the characters, like I guess Kelegorn is going to be dead. When he's clearly not dead, he's he's right there in the Peter Jackson movies, um, just standing right next to Galadriel. It's like, what happened? How did he become not dead? I didn't know there was that many undead elves in Lord of the <laughs> Rings. We
0: also have, uh, also, they showed uh, Saruman, didn't they?
1: Well, they're, they're thinking that maybe that was him in some kind of shape-shifting form. At first, I thought maybe that was Shelob or Ungoliant or something like that. but And they they're saying is that a morgo blade right that sword that kind of mm-hmm. just appears the way it does i think the other thing too is at first you saw that image of the fiery thing where people are floating some people said is this supposed to be the destruction of numenor or is this war of wrath is this the is this the destruction of Balarian? that's what i thought it was but then you see cheeto galadriel and it's like maybe it's just a village that got burned up because I'm not sure if you're familiar with familiar with Cheeto Galadriel. Not at all. She's she's Galadriel covered in ash, and it, everything's all red, so it literally looks like she just bathed in a bunch of Cheetos. Cheetos gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm just kind of nicknaming some of the characters here. Uh, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I think the other thing too is uh, I guess people are they like some of the visuals. Uh, Kazadoom. It, it didn't look all bleak like Moria did. Uh, there was some nice things done with a lot of golds and oranges, but just the kind of the blue light that the dwarves had coming into the caverns. So people were kind of happy about that. Uh, Galadriel hanging out with a queen that really wasn't a queen of Numenor at the time. That was a little jinky. We're not quite sure how that's going to work. Um, we did get to see the White Tree of well, eventually Gondor. So I guess uh, at some point, what, is probably going to pop up and then, you know, stuff that sapling in his pocket. And, uh, you know, spoiler alert, Numenor gets destroyed. <laughs> and they, they take the white tree with him. Sorry, guys. It's out there. Read it yourself.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be kind of interesting to see where they go. I know they're going to have to change a bunch to make it a, a viable series, but we'll see how far it goes. I'll say I, I like the production values.
0: They Go look ahead. good. They, they doesn't look cheesy like the Wheel of Time. So, you know, which also it got renewed for a third season even before the second season um, came out. So hopefully that means it goes. Yeah, uh, Moe's, it's scheduled for five seasons.
1: So uh, September 2nd is the, uh, is the premiere date.
2: Yeah, so interesting. I mean, I'll try and watch it.
1: I'm interested. I mean,
0: I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, so...
2: Just so far behind on stuff, I don't know when I'll watch it. (laughs) You'll get there. Uh, Hopefully. Because a lot of the other things are stuff I have to watch with the new Daredevil series coming out and Daredevil apparently showing up in the She-Hulk trailer. I need to watch Daredevil. Uh, That She-Hulk trailer looked amusing. That looks like good, solid... like the comic book She-Hulk fair. Yeah, uh, I'm... Gonna hold off on any type
0: of you know I gotta see it. I, I, I don't know much about She Hulk besides, you know passing information type oh, thing. She's
2: like Deadpool, she does break the fourth wall and she does in the trailer, so that's good. Okay. I didn't know that, so I
0: I have no clue. So and she's I'm, not
2: to the same extent, but she she does occasionally. It has in a while for her comics. So I liked what I saw of it. It looks interesting. Hmm, I mean cool. Wong. Can't go wrong with more wong. Oh yeah. Wong is amazing. Yes.
0: And so that then was cool. I'm really excited that we're getting daredevil back because that was a very, one of the best Marvel or TV shows that they did.
2: Yeah. And they've got mostly at least, uh, at least uh foggy and daredevil back. So, uh, and of course Kingpin. Yeah. I don't know if they have Karen page, but I mean, I like what I've seen. I've seen a bunch of clips. I haven't seen any of the episodes, but, I like what I've seen of Daredevil. It looks good quality, solid combination of humor and seriousness. Oh, yeah. Um, So, yeah. Very solid. Looking forward to that. Um, What else? Um... Again, too much. They announced all this stuff, and I was just like, I mean, honestly, if it ain't coming out this year, as far as Marvel goes, I don't actually fucking care about it. Uh, Wakanda Forever. That was the one that's coming out
0: this year. uh, November.
2: I'm not as impressed by the trailers as everyone else. I it looks really fine. It. Nothing wrong with it. It just didn't do anything for me. It was a
0: very emotional trailer, and they picked the right music.
2: I, I didn't. It, it invoked no feels from me. Really? Yeah, zero feels. I'm kind of curious. didn't look bad, but, uh, I mean, there was nothing in it to invoke feels. The only thing that made me invoke feels was uh, the queen saying that she's given everything, and you know, her family's dead. You know, for that. So, I mean, that was a good scene, but there's no feels associated with that. Well, we're getting Namor. more, and it's gonna be uh, more. Yes,
0: is it's going to be, supposedly it's a battle between Wakanda and Atlantis. Is kind of sure
2: where that's which I'm kind I of mean, like, uh,
0: that's, but I guess it's, they're not they're not the main bad guy for some reason.
2: I mean, shouldn't be. I mean, I've heard rumors we're gonna get a Doctor Doom in the post-credit scene, not actually in the movie. I didn't really know what it's about by the trailer. I mean, I saw I saw obviously Namor there. I could tell from the real that's Namor. Oh, yeah. It looked like Atlanteans, but it was like, uh, okay, sure. Like, Wait a minute,
1: Wakanda? That's yeah. so a suburb of Illinois versus Atlantis? Yes.
2: Okay. I don't know how they're going to do it. It's the, the Great Lakes attack. We don't know. No, I, I, I So the thing is, is, there's no, since Wakanda's a made-up comp- country, there's no, like, is it on the coast? What's going on? I actually don't care, you know? I'll watch it. I'm sure it's going to be solid. Marvel's done a good job on their movies. It just didn't invoke any feels for me.
0: So. We'll have to wait and see. Oh,
2: uh, uh, yeah. But they announced a bunch of stuff, all the Marvel stuff, if you care about that. Just look on the internet. There's a ton of stuff announced. Yeah, all the Phase Um, 5
0: stuff is out. Yeah, I want to thank
2: Disney very much for for announcing a Marvel Zombies that I heard alternatively is animated or live action. I don't fucking care either way. Yeah, I'm not too much. Yeah, like, yay, thanks. It's stupid, and I don't need any of it.
0: Now, they did say the ending of what's officially the Phase 5 is going to be Thunderbolts, and I I had to look them up. I, I know I've seen the comic there, but I had no clue... Who or what's in it? So I was. Thunderbolts kind of like...
2: was a good story, but it was at a we. It, it was at a singular time that it fit, because all the uh, main heroes, the uh, Fantastic Four and the Avengers and all that, had been killed. So they needed new heroes. So it was a good. I don't know if they can do it the same way. Maybe Wakanda will show something like that, because I mean, technically, Zemo started it in another identity. Uh, maybe they'll do someone else. I don't know, but I'm interested. Yeah, it'll really be interesting. Yeah, uh, Marvel's going to put up a bunch of stuff. I mean, no matter what anyone says, it's all good quality. Uh, like Marvel's versus Suicide Squad, no, it won't be like that at all. Marvel's not, this is not going to go that negative. They can't. It's not their thing. I'm actually impressed with letting Marvel do what they're doing, what they have, but they're not going to go anything nearly Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't see that because
0: so, I looked it up, and there's like so many different Thunderbolt squads, that yeah, well, it, the
2: original was basically uh, the Masters of Evil, all the Avengers foes together, pretending to be superheroes. It was a it was a good plot.
0: Yeah, it could it could be anything. We have no clue right now. It's way in the future, so we'll yeah. we won't know.
2: Not worried about that until it comes out. Um, but. Let's get into movies a little bit, Gonzo. I I saw Thor Love and Thunder two weeks ago. Yeah, how did you like that? Uh, the beginning was fucking trash. <laughs> like continually having Guardians in other movies without James Gunn is a mistake. I did not enjoy the beginning at all. Um, about the time now, let's say the Thor beginning part when they switched to Jane Foster. I actually thought it got more interesting, a little more serious. There were some cool parts there. And then when Thor finally got to Earth, I at that point, I thought it really kicked in, and I thought that... Uh, I'll have to disagree with Landrast. Uh, I thought it got a ton better immediately. Christian Bale was an understandable and great villain. Uh, I enjoyed the crap out of it, I think. There's a couple of things that are artist, uh, artistically great in it. And I thought they absolutely stuck the fucking landing with the ending. I thought the ending was great. I'm still not the hugest fan of comic Thor, but that's what we get. So that's what I have to deal with. Um what so, yeah, he last I,
0: time playing Thor, isn't it?
2: No. God, no. He's the one who'll keep coming back. You think so? And people are upset. They're like, oh, my God, it's not. doesn't seem like it fits in the Marvel Universe. Hey, it's another thrilling Thor adventure. Like he said multiple times in the movie, it's okay to have a movie that's a standalone. And I don't want people, you, another mini rant coming, I don't want everyone getting all upset because they put a standalone movie out. Hey, that's fucking okay. It doesn't all have to be interconnected, you fuckheads. I'll stick with just the two F-bombs on that one. <laughs> but yeah, I actually enjoyed it overall. I'd give it a, I'm going to give it a two. A two? That's not two bad. Two space herpes. Comparative of what I've seen, either you really, really like it or you really, really hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are jokes that, like, they were just throwing jokes at the screen in the beginning and they just didn't hit. And I can understand without putting someone off so much, they didn't enjoy the entire movie. But I felt as they brought in the more serious stuff, the jokes started hitting more and actually being tension breakers. And not, like, in a bad way, like uh, Taika Waititi has done in the past. I thought it was actually in a good way. So I actually, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the ending of it. I, I, The beginning, nah, but the ending was absolutely great. Uh, so there you go on that, uh, and the soundtrack, guys. The soundtrack is awesome. Um, I I got it. Uh, I listened to it on Apple Music because it's apparently on there, and I get a free Apple Music with my Sirius XM or some such shit. So boom, awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, Captain That's actually one of the more recent Thor ones, and they actually did it exactly like the comic, which surprised the crap out of me. No spoilers on that, but. A lot like the comic, and I was impressed and surprised.
0: I mean, I, I knew that they did it. I just don't know the story of how it happened and yeah, et
2: cetera. I'll have to wait. And I'm see. not going to spoil anything, yeah. anything. But uh, no, uh, I good. would say it was worth seeing in the theater. But if you want to wait for Disney Plus, I do not blame you at all. Cool, uh, Gonzo, you got something, or you want me to go into my next one?
0: <laughs> um, I wanted to go uh, talk about for all mankind. Um, Again, so watching that. All you know the new season, uh, they they Apple does it where you know one, one episode a week, not the whole thing.
2: So huh, they do it the right way. So yeah. you're telling me,
0: and um, I'm enjoying it still. Still a great series. Uh, and recently, I found out that they are renewing it for the next season, and it'll be the 2000s, which will be interesting because you know what's the sci-fi gonna be? You know what I'm saying? Because now we're getting yeah. into Sci-fi almost because we're in the moon, we're on the moon in like late eighties, early nineties type thing. So
2: I I have a weird. You have to be careful with alternate history stuff because it gets a. It's easy to rub the wrong way. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting, but I I mean, I'm liking it. It's it's been really fun. They're going to have to start getting rid of characters this season because they're just too old. You know, time-wise yeah, um, line.
2: It's not what I want to watch. I know Baneon's kind of interested in it, and we might get Apple TV, and I might just get Apple TV because I want to watch other stuff on it. Like Ted Lasso? Like I, yeah. God, <laughs> just, every time I see a clip, I'm like, man, this looks like something I want to watch.
0: Enjoy the hell out of Ted Lasso. We only yeah, got one more season left, so... Ugh.
2: That's fine. It's okay to have short... It's okay to have a beginning, middle, and an end. Of something. something that yeah. has to go on forever. No.
0: But it's very Saddle. very solid. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I'm enjoying it. It's still good. Still fun. Uh, characters are still relatable. It, it's I'm like I said, you're gonna have to start getting rid of characters because timeline they're just too old.
2: Yeah, that's that's fair.
0: Type thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do.
2: Are you done with the season or is the season still going?
0: No, season's still going. So waiting on that. We'll get <laughs>
2: We'll get a rating at
1: the end. Yeah. Uh, let's get Jim a chance here. Jim, did you watch anything this week? The only thing I really saw was... Actually, it's, it's an older show. It was Leverage Redemption.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I'd
1: never... I. When did they do the redemption? Because I remember seeing the original one. But a year ago. Many years ago was,
2: it was a year the ago.
1: redemption? Redemption's got to okay, be so, only about a year, maybe two at most. Okay. So I think maybe we're about eight or nine or episodes in or something like that and it's been interesting i think for a little while they were a little bit confused what they wanted to do with the direction of it and such but it does it seems like they've really found a purpose for well mr wilson and such things so i think people have kind of settled into the roles that they're going to do and i I, at first they were having a really hard time getting in the humor right it was one of the things i always liked about the leverage so there's a lot of humor in there and i think it just took him a little while to figure out where the humor was yeah. supposed to come from but so i've been kind of uh, really enjoying the last few episodes of that
2: yeah i like leverage a lot uh, i've only seen most of the first season and some bits here and there uh that's when i'd love to spend the time and watch all of but uh,
1: finding time and stuff so yeah i, I think uh well, especially too, some of the the new characters there, they just weren't quite sure what they wanted to do with them, and now that they've got them locked in, and an ensemble cast, right? Is, do you feature one, or are you try and give everybody equal screen time? Uh, the last episode they did, I think, it's some of it they're kind of mirroring themselves a little bit, and uh, it's a interesting way to look at the group by looking at other people that maybe either interacted with them years ago or that have led similar lives to them, but their lives came out differently. So I think that's been kind of neat. Uh, just to, it, it's almost uh, in some ways them meeting like the mirror uh, leverage team or something like that. So that's been <laughs> almost like mirror universe leverage. And everybody's got full man shoes.
2: <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. I have to have some point. Um, uh, Gazo, I also took it upon myself uh, to watch the original Dungeons and Dragons movie. Sadist. Uh, I wasn't going to because it had to rent it. But Banyan's like, I don't think I've seen this movie. I'm like, are you going to watch? He's like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, fine. Fucking we're watching. It <laughs> um, I'm here to tell you it's still not good. Nope. Uh, I'm here to tell you, though, it is uh, as funny as this is going to be term wise. It's woke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> His whole idea is the city that's the kingdom of, of mages are the ruling class and everyone else is not, and the ever the Empress wants to make everyone equal. I'm like, oh shit, this is woke. Um Uh Bain and I joked that there was really not a likable character. The most likable character was like the spirit of a sorcerer who gives him the the, the MacGuffin. And is, like, on screen for, like, two minutes. I'm like, that's the most likable fucking character. Because the Marlon Wayans... God sh- goddamn. God
0: damn. God damn.
2: <laughs> I'm glad he's not that bad in every movie because, fuck, I'd like to shoot him in that movie. Uh, Jimmy Olsen from Lois and Clark. Uh, I don't remember what his fucking name is. It was not a great lead. Uh, he and the mage, the female mage, did not have any chemistry. They did all their chemistry off-screen, which is stupid. Uh, they did too much tell but not show. Uh, Jeremy Irons knew what movie he was in. Yep. Uh, while he did not put out in quite a Raul Julia a la Street Fighter performance, he was close. <laughs> he actually took it. He took that to 11, unfortunately. if He'd scaled back just a bit, it'd have be been okay. Uh, there's a dwarf in it? Fuck. Why? Like, honestly, it's it's just not a good movie. It's not a terrible movie. People will hiss at it and, and shit on it. It's not worth your hatred. It's just terribly bad. It's not even necessarily terrible. It's just like, eh, it exists. You're like, why? I mean... I'll tell you, if you're going to make a fantasy movie like that, hire a stunt coordinator worth a shit. Get those fights good and it'll be a lot better. Don't hire Bruce Payne to be the bad guy. Damn it. It's funny, at one point he's whispering to be menacing and he's not menacing and then the lead, uh, the female mage, who generally wasn't very useful, whispers in response. I'm like, damn, she's more menacing than him when she whispers. So, a lot of casting. Like, I don't think that I mean, how can I actually say it? I don't think anyone was bad? I don't think anyone was fucking good. <laughs> but it, the biggest problem with it is it's not even fun to make fun of. Because the whole thing just doesn't make sense. So I would say, unless you really, really want to uh, revisit history like that. I Remember, this came out before Lord of the Rings came out. Oh, yeah. I'm actually shocked Lord of the Rings got made after this shit in the bed like it did. (laughs) Uh, Friend of the podcast, and actually Jim might know him, Jeff Wallach wanted us to go see it for (laughs) his birthday. So we all saw it for his birthday, and he still owes me a solid for that shit. (laughs) (laughs) If you see him, remind him of that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, just skip it. Like, if it's free... And you're interested to see what they do. I mean, if you're interested to see how not to make a movie and how to how to make characters all unlikable, it's a fucking masterclass on how to make unlikable characters. But I'm gonna give it three. It's not worth more than that because they're trying. I mean, it's hard to judge two thousands CGI. The dragons aren't great, but it's the two, It's two thousand. The year two thousand. The fuck are you expecting? <laughs> And there's nothing hateful about it, except for Barland Wayans. The best scene is when he fucking gets killed. Spoiler. <laughs> and th- and I always feel bad when I look at a movie and go like, I could write this better. I'm no writer. I'm no script doctor, but I could fucking make this movie better, like easily. So there you go. Dungeons and Dragons just don't. Maybe if I get the time to continue the Dungeons Dragonness, since uh, you know that trailer came out and that trailer was awesome. Maybe I'll watch the cartoons since I have the complete cartoon series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's not going to fare better, but it's aimed at kids, so I have to give it more passes. Yeah. I do want that bow, though. That bow is fucking awesome. (laughs) not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. When we start playing D&D, we're like, we want the fucking lightning bow. Hells, yes, yes, lightning bow. (laughs) Which was in every campaign we did.
0: Uh, Mose, the helmet I did show, it does not fit. It is a trophy for... It is going to be the first place trophy for Conquest, a 2,000 point game, and is going to be painted by uh, Rainer72.
2: Oh, Rainer, awesome.
0: Yeah, I messaged him today, say, hey, I need help. Can you help me? He's like, what do you need help with? He's like, "Uh, I said uh, this. I got this helmet and another helmet that I want to have painted up for uh, stuff. And he's like, can you send them to me? He says I'm gonna drive them up there because these are solid resin.
2: Oh, he's he's local to you. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: localish. But yeah, these are solid resin print. So I mean, this is a few pounds. I gotta finish cleaning them up and, you know. It's cool. Oh yeah, it's it is. super cool. Yeah, the uh, the one we're doing for uh, the Invitational is a kind of demon esque helm. Which, by the oh. way, uh, there'll be some interesting information on Tuesday about Warfare Weekend and Privateer Press. So, if you're interested, go do that because they're going to be dropping a lot of information. But there's going to be some specific stuff about Warfare Weekend. Awesome sauce. Which is going to be super, super cool. Um, I think that's it. Are we out of time?
2: We uh, are I did two reviews with you this week. You
0: <laughs> did. It's <That's laughs> like a first. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of stuff this week. I was really busy. Uh, getting stuff done to
2: do it. So cheating.
0: Yeah. So guys, we appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you listening on anything or watching because of course, Jim's doing all these cool tutorials and watching us on YouTube. So we appreciate it more than anything. Um, Don't forget, come back next week. We'll have some more stuff to do more stuff to talk about. Uh, Maybe Jim will will come on again. And this time Jim will teach us how to Take a model from zero to hero in 30
1: minutes. I think we're. Oh, we went. Remember, Radigast, a, a diorama of uh, Radigast. Oh, who want to do. Th- Where well, he's removable. Remember? That we're, yeah, we oh, yeah. were talking about that.
0: Okay, well, we'll talk about dioramas. Uh, I had actually sent Jim a uh, Radigast miniature because uh, I got him for free and something that I bought. And I know that he was a big fan. And so I sent it to him. So he's going to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about dioramas. And. Models that you can take out of the diorama so you can use it and play with it.
2: Awesome. Which That's would be a really one.
0: cool topic to do because I know everybody likes to have dioramas, but they don't want to sacrifice the miniature well, to
2: not play it. Well, plus there's the Spider-Man Doc Ock di- di- diorama from MCP and then the new Wolverine Sabretooth one. So yep. this will be good for what's out and coming
0: out. Yep so guys we appreciate everything don't forget to check us out don't forget to check out our sponsors uh warfare weekend badges are on sale go get you one you do not want to miss this year if you can make it especially you do not want to miss the vig and i think we're almost sold out of vigs um so anything everything else please take care of yourself please watch out for each other for more than dice i'm gonzo
1: i'm john still not kathy
0: Good night. We're going to send you after... Who do we have?
1: Ricky.
2: Ricky is not a ferret? Yep. Yep. Go over there and make sure you tell him he's a ferret. He lies to you. He's a ferret. He's actually a ferret, guys. I've seen him in his human costume. It's disturbing, but he's actually a ferret.